Hi, I'm Andre Young. You're listening to Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hoolan. I am a professional speaker, author, leadership trainer, and founder of You Evolving Now, and I cannot wait to impact leadership and work-life harmony with you guys today. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue podcast. I am John Hewlin, and so glad that you decided to join us today. We are going to pause. This is more for my editor than anything. And yes, I am getting that reverb. You are. Like, I don't know. I am. What that... All right. I'm going to put this on. Okay. Okay. I just ordered some, some new ones that doesn't look so clunky, but I like <laughs> how they're not in my ears either. I get that. All right. We'll see if that helps. All right. Test, 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 test. All right. That should be better. Okay. Well, I will make a mental note here and I will tell my editor right now, who happens to be my son, Ethan, up until this point, we're going to chop out everything but Andre's intro. I'm going to pause and then we're going to do essentially start over. Okay, so here's the pause. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy you decided to join us today. And with me is my guest, Andre Young. Andre, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Thank you for having me and everybody listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. Mm, so glad that you guys are here. Well, whether you're listening or watching us right now, we are awfully glad that you're here today. And we have some great things to talk to my friend and hopefully your friend very soon, Andre Young. Now, as Andre mentioned earlier, a little bit of who he is in his intro, I want to go back over it for you guys, just so that I can tease you a little bit with who he is. <laughs> So Andre definitely is a speaker. He is an author. And let me show you his brand new book. It's called Seven Ways to Lead. Now, hold on. I have to read the subtitle because it is involved. Let's just say that. Seven Ways to Lead. Evolve professionally and personally, enhancing your leadership and work-life harmony. Now, that is a subtitle. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna, we are going to get into that book in just a minute. Now, he's written another book called Evolve, so you guys can find him easily. So I highly recommend getting his book for sure. Uh, you might not believe me now. Wait till we're done. You'll know why you need to get that book very soon. So he's a leadership trainer. And one thing he didn't mention, because it's not what, because he doesn't practice right now, he is a mental health therapist. He practiced for 19 years. He just happens to be in the leadership and work harmony world now, but he did that for many, many years. So he knows an awful lot about what's going on with us and how to bring that to the forefront when it comes to our leadership. So Andre, we just touched the surface of who you are and what you're about. So help us out a little bit. We know where you are now, but Take us back a little bit. Show us kind of how you got your start and what kind of led you to where you are today. Wow. Um, well, it's a great question. And all of this happened by 
accident but intention at the same time. Uh, I, I often joke, I did not mean to be a professional speaker. I certainly didn't mean to be a writer. I didn't want to speak or to write. And now mm. all of this is happening. Um, so I'll take you back. You mentioned I was a mental health therapist for 19 years. I thought that I would retire doing that. I really enjoyed helping people in that way. Loved the profession. And it's innate, innate in me. Like, you know, I love connecting with people, reading between the lines and helping. Um, at one point, I was the greatest employee in the world, says me, right? <laughs> yeah. And typically we can be that when we're getting all of our needs met and we're feeling great and things are going our way. Um, as time went on, there was some organizational change and I became the worst employee. So I've said I've had the pain and the privilege being on the both sides of a lot mm. of things. Yeah. So everything that I was saying and griping about and before I knew how to do great personal leadership, because leadership isn't only the skill sets that we walk around that effectively allow us to lead a team or an organization. It's also the personal leadership of how we show up yeah. to our life, to our work, to our relationships in a way that makes people want to follow us and you. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I was very poor at that. So it allowed me to be the best. It allowed me to be the worst. In my personal life, it allowed me to be good sometimes, but bad sometimes in other <laughs> relationships that matter. So I had the pain and privilege of doing that um, because of that lack of personal leadership mm -hmm. and being good in one area. So many of us are good in one area. You have a dream in one area, but you're neglecting so many other things that matter. Now I'm going through a divorce, um, you know, lost everything. I have my kids half the time and something in me woke up and I looked around and I said, wait a minute, you know, I'm a good person. I don't always do everything right. As many of us all, you know, that's, that's for everyone. So one, I decided to keep my eyes wide open. What's going on? What am I doing great? What am I doing good? And what do I need to stop? Okay. And I said, there's other good people out there doing things, but they have nowhere good to do things and no one good to do it with. Yeah. So I created this organization and I didn't mean for it to become a business. <laughs> I wanted to be like the hair club president and a member. I just wanted to get a bunch <laughs> of good people together, talk yeah. about real life stuff and go home better, not simply relieved. Yeah. So that kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And now I can't stop speaking about leadership and work-life harmony and relationships and connection um, or writing. I didn't want to write either. A friend of mine said, you're going to have to write. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> But because I married my dream and not the path and I committed to that, you know, now five, six, seven years, 10 years later, now I got my work anniversary on LinkedIn, 10 years later, nice. You know, I've, I've written three books and, uh, and I get to speak and train all over the world. So it's been a whirlwind and, and such a great experience, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Okay. So you mentioned a moment ago about heading directions you weren't expecting. And you talked a little bit about what happened prior to that. You talked about a divorce. What's happened for you since then on the mm. personal side? Uh, from the personal side, I really became intent in myself mm -hmm. and exhibiting that personal leadership. And then what am I doing great? Let's keep doing that. What are you doing good? Enhance. And 
leaders are able to manage the things, whether it's their vices, their struggles, their whatever. And, you know, being with my wife now, and I have four kids and, you know, three from a previous marriage, uh, my wife and I have one together and that's a joy and bringing everything together. Uh, so much more committed to who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I say the four Ps, when we can be great leaders, because everybody doesn't want to be the CEO of a company or have their own company. So, I, but I'm talking to you, if that's you, mm-hmm. but we are all leaders in and of our own lives. So as a person, I call it your four piece as a person, as a mm-hmm. partner, as a parent, and as a professional, when we can mm-hmm. become intentional and consistent in those things. And that's what I did. And I wanted to, I'm big on marriage. I wanted to marry yeah. what I wanted to do in each of those roles to make me great. But marry it with what each of those people needed most from me at that moment. Yes. And whatever they want, sometimes when you ask that question, what they need is not what you feel like giving. <laughs> yeah. When it true. is, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. When it is, it's easy. Let's do it easy peasy. Yeah. When it's not, what's reasonable, doable, and fair, let's do that and implement it. And we'll do it a little bit outside of our comfort zone, but not so much that I or you become so bitter towards them and the task. And that's the way we all start to enhance in those four P's. And we can use it at work. We can use it at home. We can use it with our kids. And I committed to that and being consistent with it. And, you know, it's amazing where it will take your life. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Love that. I mean, we could talk the entire time just about that. I have no idea. I have no doubts about that. However, I think the listeners and viewers very much would love to dig deeper into your book. And again, for those of you who are watching this, I'm showing it to you now. The Seven Ways to Lead book that came out. Now, when did that come out? The exact date was uh, that? Was? December 8th, 2020. Okay, December 8th. So it was not about five, six months ago, roughly. Yeah. We're recording this at the end of April 2021. For those of you who are viewing and are listening to this after that, just so that you know when we're recording this. All right. So you talk about lots of different things within the book. Oh my gosh, there's so much in the book, folks. Really, there's, we are barely going to be able to get into it at all. But one of the things that I really appreciate about your book, Andre, is that I think it's pretty consistent within each, I'll call it section because you have several sections within the book. There are multiple chapters within a section, but within each section, there's at least one part where you have an acronym. Mm. And so I want to kind of highlight some of the acronyms because those are, you know, they're mnemonic devices. They're easier for us to remember that way. So I'm going to hit some of those right now. So toward the beginning of the book, you talked about how to be a CEO. Mm. Let's talk about that for just a minute. When you say CEO, what do you mean? Um, when people hear the word CEO, they think of, uh, you know, the boss of a company mm-hmm. and he or she may be in their glass office on this 80th, 80th floor and it's all decked out. <laughs> and that's the image we get. That's what, you mm-hmm. know, the, the movies and cinema give us, you know, and it's rarely like that. And what I mean by CEO is be, you know, if you know a CEO, most CEOs are not like that or, or mm-hmm. in that space, you know, um, I mean, be a CEO of our own life. We get to be the boss of our own lives. Yes. Professionally, personally, in our relationships. What kind of life and lifestyle do you want? Be a CEO of it. And it really first starts with care. And whether you're caring for other people. And so many times we get way so invested in that that we forget self-care. 
Oh gosh. Yes. Every great leader I know does a great job at self-care. Mm -hmm. They may all do it differently. I don't need a lot of it. However, I know when I need it, I need to take it. Yeah. My self-care could be when I walk through the door, I need 15 minutes to de-escalate or I need to go to the gym three days a week. Some people love going to the island or taking a, whatever it is. Know what you need to do to nurse yourself, mm -hmm. but also know what your people, your employee, your employer, your husband, your wife, your partner, your kids, your friend, know what they need most and take care of that as much as uh, that's in your wheelhouse okay. or respect that they need it too. Sure. Um, the E is embrace. And I really want to be able to embrace. You're a leader in life. You're not going to like everything that you have to do. I love get to. I, I don't say what I have to do yeah. because there was times in my life where I was wishing I could do all of the things that I'm doing now. So I don't look at anything as a have to. Mm. I'll say I have to take my kids to practice or I have to do this email. There was a time in my life where I couldn't make it to my kids practice because I was working. Yeah. I get to do this. I get to have yeah, my, the yeah. wife that I have right now. I get to have four kids. I get to respond to the emails that, that are sometimes troublesome or great. Mm -hmm. So embrace all obligations because you chose this. Whatever you are complaining about or we're complaining about, <laughs> the relationship yeah. you're complaining about, you chose it. You're not leaving it. You're still choosing it. Yep. That job we complain about, you're not leaving it. You're still choosing it. Right. So embrace the obligations. Um, and then the O is that we want to be able to, we want to be able to know the, the obligations. What are they? And then how do we have a vision to, uh, take it to the next level? Okay. And a lot of times we get stuck, um, with only having a vision. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what your desire is, your goal is, your success is when we only have a vision, it's not enough. There are millions, there are 7 billion people in this world. There's billions of people that have a vision of something. Yeah. And they're rolling over right now, maybe scratching their backside and about to do nothing about it. Uh, having a vision is not enough. Yeah. What are your vision factors? Those three to five things that when you do them consistently, the vision takes care of itself. I never focus on my vision because I'm too busy doing those factors. Mm. And then the vision comes true. So that's what I mean from being a CEO. We can all, I encourage you listening. Become the CEO of your life today. Mm. Today. My, my business is called You Evolving Now, not when you're motivated on a Monday, not when you're motivated January 1st, you know? <laughs> right. Now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Another one that you hit in the book. I had to go back and read it again because I thought I knew what you meant by it, but it was helpful that I went back. You said TGIT as opposed to <laughs> T-G-I-F, which for most folks is thank God it's Friday. So when you say T-G-I-T, what do you mean? I mean, <laughs> there are so many people. You ask somebody how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's too hot. It's too rainy. It's too snowy. <laughs> it's always going to be too something, right? Yeah. And you have people dragging themselves around T-G-I-F-ing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, You know, so I don't say TGIF, thank God it's Friday. I say, thank God it's today. Yes. Thank God it's today. Um, I have had near-death experiences. I, you know, I wasn't supposed to be here. You know, so there's a miracle that I'm here. So if you've been through anything like that, you already know, thank God it's today. Not everybody got today. Maybe you've experienced loss. You know, 
how important it is that you have today. Not everybody woke up today, um, but right. today could be whatever you need it to be and want it to be. What are your wins for the day? And so many times we wake up and most of us are haphazardly going through the day, operating with this tornado of things we have to do. <laughs> and the day is consistently kicking your butt. Now, when yeah. we compound that day after day, week after week, mm. month after month, decade after decade, oh, yes. what type of life did you think you were going to have? Yeah. Thank God it's today. And what you could do with today when we organize our day, and I often talk about the five points of our day and how we do that, and we elevate our leadership and our work-life harmony, mm -hmm. we start winning the day instead of the day beating us, and that becomes attractive and addictive. Sure, for sure. Okay. I ha after having said that, we have to talk about what you, deter what you call great leadership. Now, folks, again, you have to get Andre's book to really appreciate what I'm doing here, because when I say great, I'm not talking about great leadership in and of itself. It's there's a whole lot that's going into that. So yeah. help us out, Andre. Help us understand what you mean. Um, well, I won't go into all of the, 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 the great. I do want to talk about the G part, though, the glow. OK, perfect. Th this is huge because. That glow is what exudes and attracts people. I always talk about this movie. It was back in the 80s, so bear with me. And it's called The Last Dragon. If yeah. you guys are old enough to know The Last Dragon, it, it's classic. It's going to be corny. Watch it. Have your kids watch it. It's funny. It's, <laughs> it's not a funny movie, but it was funny to look at now. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, they're kung fu masters, right? Mm -hmm. So when they, get, when they master their kung fu, they get a glow around them. Mm, yeah. And everybody can see the glow. They're a master. They know it. Everybody around them knows it. And it's hard to be beat. Very few of us are walking around with that glow. How do you get it? And I remember I've been on both sides of a lot of things. So the glow comes with our personal leadership. And I tell leaders this all the time. First off, anybody could be a leader when you choose to be. So whether you're the CEO, whether you're the janitor, it's all about how we show up. So can we show up every day with our head up, with our eyes up, smiling, greeting, doing your best means be a nerd at your craft, whether you're at work and that's your job, you're empty in trash cans. No one does it better than you. That's right. That's right. You're, you're, you're whatever your job is. Nobody does it better than you. You do it. You commit to it. You learn about it. You read about it. When you're on your phone scrolling, it's about that. Mm -hmm. Be great at your craft. Maybe it's at home. I say, look, my wife, I love my wife. I get hit by a bus. My wife is awesome. She's going to find somebody else. Mm -hmm. But dang on it, he won't be like me. That's right. Because I want to perfect my craft as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So get that glow. So, and then the other part is being your best. Be your best as a person. Because what happens is you start giving off this glow. Now, in the movie, they see it. In real life, they don't. People can't define what it is. So when I, I started working right before I started doing what I do full time, mm -hmm. most entrepreneurs know you're going to work two full time jobs. So mm -hmm. I took a job that was less demanding, but gave me flexibility so I can do and take my business to the next level. So I'm working there mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll say Bob's discount furniture. 
I love Bob's. It was an awesome experience. Um, best leadership team that I've ever worked with and for. Wow. Um, and so I'm working there mm-hmm. eight hours a day. I'm doing my business all the time. Yeah. But now at, when I'm doing my business, I'm the CEO. Yeah. I have 12 staff and we're all remote. Mm. Then I go in as an employee. So I'm doing leadership down, but I'm also accepted the challenge to do leadership up. Yes. And that glow, I'm telling you what it does for you professionally and personally, because people can't identify what it is, but they want to follow through inspired and motivated in your life, your friends, your the coworkers, they see it, yeah. your managers, your supervisors, they see it, they can't deny it, and they'll follow. The negative Nicks and Nancys, they see it and they get repelled by it. So they don't bring negativity your way. Or when they do, you come through that thing away and they know they can't. That's right. That's right. That glow means you're, you're not going to be for everybody. Not everybody believes it, trusts it. You know, it may be off-putting to some. Okay. However, it's not your job to be there for everybody. It's your job to be there for the ready. Mm. Now, when the not ready in your life, professionally and personally, get ready, yeah. will you still have the glow? Mm. That's the challenge. Because when I was working at that job, when the not ready, some of the negative Nicks and Nancy, some of the people that were doing the exact opposite of how I was speaking and living, mm-hmm. when they had a real issue, when they got tired of gossiping and being negative and they wanted solutions or they wanted inspiration, who do you think they came to? They came to Andre, of course. I'm big on dream development. So I'm working in this store. Mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble is, a to- is, is attached to the store okay. on the other side. Yeah. My book, my second book, Seven Ways to Love, is in that store. They were So I'm selling furniture and signing autographs at the same time. Nice. There were co-workers there. There were some co-workers that said, hey, I'm thinking about writing. Or, hey, can you check this out? And they would write quotes and things on a, on a note card and hand them to me. Hey, you know, I said, and my response was, why not? Mm-hmm. leaders you want to get that glow you build up the people around you and it means one yes. you're curious enough to know what their dream is and what their passion is mm-hmm. not everybody's passion nobody woke up and said i can't wait to sell furniture today and be a furniture salesman <laughs> you know so everybody's there because they need <clears throat> to be there what's your dream mm-hmm. so curious enough to know then leader enough to encourage and motivate and inspire and then I can, yeah, I can help you. I just share with you what I did. Maybe there's a better way to do it. The simple fact that we can have a conversation about it, that I encouraged, that they saw that it could happen. Once I left there and I no longer work there, about a year or two later, I'm getting manuscripts mailed to my house. Wow. Hey, I finished my book. Get that glow. So you want to be a great leader? It's not always, it's never demanding. Um, it's not controlling people. It's mm-hmm. controlling our urges, our, you know, our, you know, our initial emotion of the minute mm-hmm. It's being curious, you know, it's revealing great things. It's encouraging people and it's having tough teachings and tough lessons with people. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it was sure. a really great thing. Get that glow, do great personal leadership, get curious about your people, encourage where they are and where they can be. And it's amazing what happens to your circle. Amazing what happens to them and for you. Oh, goodness. Now, folks, 
if you're not motivated right now, if you're not ready to move forward, then your wood's wet. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, send me a DM. I'll explain what it means to you. But uh, for sure. Now, as you were talking, Andre, it got me to thinking about, let me back up. Anybody who's paid any attention to this podcast at all knows leadership is a thing for me. I love it. I ingest it. I breathe it all the time. I am constantly trying to learn and get better for my personal leadership and my professional leadership, doing it all the time and trying to encourage others to do the same. One of the people that I listen to the most about that is Craig Groeschel. I've never met anyone who knows more about leadership than he does because he's a guy who leads a team of literally tens of thousands of people and they're volunteers. Yes. So these aren't people who have a paycheck held yes. over their head. These are volunteers. That's, that is way next level kind of leadership. And often what he talks about is low-end leadership creates followers. Mm -hmm. High-end leadership mm -hmm. empowers other people mm -hmm. essentially to create more leaders. Right. The best leaders create other leaders. Right. And that's what I want to be about. And I hope that's well, what all of you want to be about. Well, it's interesting that you say that, too, because I, I read somewhere or heard somewhere and they say, you really want to test your leadership skills. Don't hire people to do your vision. Go do it with a bunch of volunteers and see what happens. Because <laughs> they don't have to be there. That's right. You know? And so I was like, wow, that, that's amazing. And I've done that in, in my past. Um, the other part that you mentioned Leaders do create other leaders. And I tell people and leaders within organizations all the time, you cannot and are not a leader when you're putting out every fire and you are Mr. and Mrs. Fix-It at all times. Yes, That's not leadership. We might as well roll up our sleeves. And everybody likes a leader that will roll up the sleeves and get dirty and be in the weeds with their team. There's time to do that mm -hmm. in crises, major deadlines, things like that. But that's not where leaders live. No. Leaders develop other leaders, so they do those things. Yes. And I talk about the five types of managers compared to the five types of leaders. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with being a manager. Before we actually know how to lead, we are all managed. We manage before we know how to lead. Now, you're going to fall in one of those five roles of a leader, I mean, of a manager, before you effectively know how to lead. And then there's five types of leaders. Right. Knowing the pros and concerns of each. Like when I first was elevated to a position of leadership, I was really good at my craft. Mm -hmm. I was really good at my craft. However, I became a manager and I became the ego type. And the ego type is they need everybody to know what they know and create a bunch of mini meets. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was so egotistical about my knowledge and how they and everybody on my team had to know what I know. Well, that's not a great team. You know, you know, everybody sitting in front of me had their own superpower that has worked for them and is an asset to the team. And I ignored that because I needed everybody to know what I knew and be me. Mm. Now, as a leader, I'm gonna, I can teach you what I know. However, what's your superpower and how do I match it to put you in the right seat to be effective with the vision yes. and the vision factors that are, we are moving forward to? For sure. And I failed. It. I, I didn't know how to do that. It never, it never even dawned on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been there. Mm -hmm. Been there for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because that, that is an ego trip for a while. It is. It, it does make you feel good about you until you begin to realize what's making me feel good about me is ruining 
everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I get that. All right. Um, gosh, there's so much more we could be talking about. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about how to take a risk. How to take a risk is, um, it, it's an amazing thing because we cannot be effective leaders and we can't move things forward when we are not willing to take risks. There's going to be some risks that uh, we succeed at. There's, and here's, here's the interesting thing about risk. There, we may take risks and they are somewhat successful. However, it doesn't mean you enjoy doing them. Oh, yeah. Or it may be a short-term success, but not a long-term success. When, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, you're starting things out or you have your business, we're so eager to throw, th- we'll take a bunch of risks, throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. What makes me income and money? And I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. Well, the thing that makes you money may not be the thing that gives you joy. Oh, now what? Sure. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Now what? You know, um, or you know, the thing that um, you know is not making us money is the thing we enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. That was how my business started. I, I loved what I was doing, but I wasn't getting the return, and now I'm frustrated. And now I'm, you know, focused more on marketing instead of content. And ah, now I might not even want to do this. So we must be willing to take the risk, and it has to be you know, one, we have to be ready to do so. Um, You know, we also have to be intelligent in knowing what the risk and what the win is. Mm -hmm. What's the win? What's the result? Because leadership all comes down to the result. So, you know, being insightful and understanding and intelligent about what's the result. I sit down once a month. I call it get my life together Saturdays, John. Okay. And I sit down and I say, okay, one, I rate myself in all of the roles that I play. I give myself a number one to 10. Mm-hmm. what would it take for me to move up a number or two in each of these? Okay. Then what would that person need most for me right now? Cause you could do what you want to do if it doesn't match their need. So what? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I commit, okay, well, which one of these am I most proud of? I'm least proud of I want to work on. Okay. Um, here's what I'm doing in my business. What results are they yielding? What's the win? Yeah. Is this something I want to continue doing? Um, stop doing, um, do it even though it's not yielding results because it's fun. And you sit back and I call it get my life to set, get my life together Saturdays so I can stay on track. I'm not busy being busy. I'm not in the business. I'm doing. You know, I'm not doing the business. I'm leading the business. There you go. Okay. So being able to take those risks, then we got to be able to up our skills. What's your skill level? Like mm-hmm. so, this is the risk you want to do. What skills do you have, or what skills do you outsource? You know, the, the further you go ahead, you know, we got to be able to outsource some things. You know, we got to have great knowledge. Like, so again, being a nerd about different things. I am a visionary type leader. Okay. The small details of things drive me crazy. I don't, I don't want to know it. Really? I force myself to care never about certain that. things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, like my web team, for example, I want to take a risk and I want to do this. Uh, you know, uh, her name is Elise Mitten from Interlace Communications. She's absolutely awesome. They do a great job and working with them for years. Mm-hmm. I am a visionary type of person. When Elise talks with me, she tells me all of the details. And oh eventually I said, and I'm like, I don't want to know them. However, as a leader, I need to know enough. Yes. That I can properly reward her for the effort. Yes. You know, I get that. 
So I need to know enough. However, I had to preface that. Hey, you know, I appreciate you want to share everything with me. I'm on a time crunch and it's not my wheelhouse. Like I need a dictionary to talk, to know what you're talking about. I don't know. It feels like a different language and I'm ADHD. So the things that I struggle oh, to, to, to care about, to on. listen, the things I don't, I don't want to say care about because now I don't want to be disrespectful to her craft. Right. But the things I don't enjoy, I have a hard time processing and learning. Yes. So I preface that with her. So can you hit me with the bullet points mm-hmm. so I can satisfy her need? And then I need to know if, will it work? And then we have follow-ups. You know what I mean? So knowing that and being able to take those risks in that fashion matter, you have to be able to take risks as a leader. Now, for sure. remember before when I talked about your vision and vision factors, mm-hmm. once you know your vision, once you know the three to five things that will get you there when you do them consistently, mm-hmm. now you know what risks to say yes and no to. Mm-hmm. I say a few yeses and a lot of no's. That's right. That's right. Because I either say this is great and it's aligned with my vision and here are my vision factors and this is what I like about it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Or right now, here's my vision. And you can say this, listeners. Here's my vision. And here's the three to five things that I'm working on consistently to get me there. Right now, we're not aligned. Mm-hmm. So maybe six months from now, maybe next year, right now. So people will not like you are no. Mm-hmm. However, they will respect the heck out of it because they know that you know where you're going. That's right. For sure. Yeah. I tell people all the time. I, now I, I do this often when I'm talking about sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, first of all, in sales, you have to have a very short memory mm-hmm. because if you hang on to all the, what you call rejections, mm-hmm. it, you won't survive. And honestly, in business, you won't survive. Mm -hmm. And let me take it a step further, folks. If you don't know this already, I don't care what you do. If you are the lowest of the low, an employee of a very large corporation, guess what? You are still in sales. All of us are in sales. Mm -hmm. And so you got to get used to people telling you no. Mm -hmm. But many times, no is not a forever no. Mm -hmm. No is no for now. We don't normally get the backstory for the no. We don't get to know the why behind it. And honestly, most of the time, that's not what's important. But what's important is they're saying no, but that's okay because you leave the door open mm-hmm. for folks. It's like, look, okay, I understand that you're saying no. No problem. Guess what? I'll check back with you in a month, three months, six months, a year from now, whenever that is. And who knows? Circumstances could be different. And that's exactly what Andre's talking about right there. John, what you said was a gem, and I hope people don't leave without picking that up. Put it in your pocket, use it in the roll, mental Rolodex. I have two examples. When I actually worked sales, right? Mm-hmm. I was never, let's say when I worked at Bob's, because that was my only sales job. When I worked at Bob's Discount Furniture, look, I was never selling furniture. I didn't sell furniture. I sold me. That's right. Absolutely. I sold me. So the whole thing is most of the time people weren't going to buy that day anyway. We might have been the first store or the fifth store on their journey looking for a couch. Mm-hmm. They can get a couch anywhere. Will When you come back, will you ask for me? Because mm-hmm. I sold myself, my personal leadership. We connected. So I, you know, it was like a year or two after I left there, and I still had friends that I had made there. And they said, people still come in here asking for you. Nice. <laughs> I love that. So you're not selling a product. No. Sell you. 
And then people will be so interested in what you're selling that when they think and they need that product, it could be six months, it could be 13 years from now. Are they thinking of you? Mm-hmm. Sell you. And then uh, now for what I do with leadership training and being an author and a professional speaker, you know, I, hey, people not ready. Maybe their budget is, it always comes down to budget and timing. Yeah. When you got a great product, when people really enjoy what you're doing, they, they may not be saying no to you. They might be saying no because their budget and timing. Yeah. So somebody will say not right now. I say, hey, that's understandable. That's great. I hope you still continue to enjoy my content in whichever way you're getting it. Perhaps our paths will cross later. It is my job. It is your job to continue with consistency, with great intention and evolve. Because what happens is a year later, two years later, they reach out, hey, or hey, I switched jobs or now, hey, and I jokingly tell people, but I'm serious. I will never be as cheap as I am now. That's true. That's true. So a no right now is fine because that's what the price they would have paid for you today. It will go up. It'll never go down. It will go up a year from now, two years from now. So it's okay. Yeah. It's all okay. You're, the no is okay. And some I really prefer a no than a maybe. We oh, have to start yeah. looking at no's different. I know, okay, boom. Not now. Next, I can be on to the next thing. Yes, yes, yes. So a no is a favor sometimes. That's, hey, great. Oh, yeah. I, I, I say this often, so, so often. I would rather have 100 no's to get to the one right yes. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. based upon what you just said, it's because we don't want to feel like we're wasting our times. If we're trying, I shouldn't have to try and convince somebody right. to hire me. Right. Um, uh, for those of you who know, I, I am a speaker. I'm a coach. Uh, yes, I am a podcaster as well. I am an entrepreneur. And so my job isn't to convince you to hire me. My job is to talk to you about pain points mm-hmm. and how yes. I can help with pain points. And then you can determine based upon all the factors that go into it for you. Is he a fit for us right now? That's what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And many times, and I'm sure you've done this before, Andre, too. I've had people come to me who had the money, who were mm-hmm. ready to do it. And I knew on my side of the equation, I wasn't a fit for them. Right. I knew it. I could have taken their money and right. I could have done a great job. Right. But it wasn't right for them. And I knew it. And because of mm-hmm. who I am mm-hmm. as a person, that was part of my value system. I couldn't allow that to happen. And I let them know, but I didn't leave them there. That's key. I didn't leave him. I said, look, here's a couple names for you of people mm-hmm. I think would be a great fit for you. Contact them and let me know what you think. Every time I do that, they mm-hmm. come back and thank me every yes. single time. Right. Because they knew I didn't care about the money. I cared about them. And that goes back to what you said before, Andre. And it's all about relationships. That is what's key, folks. Because I can promise you, people that knew Andre in the early days of selling furniture, still follow him and will continue to follow him no matter what he does because mm-hmm. he established the relationship. That's and, what's critically important. And it's so amazing. Like you said, it's not about the money. When you become a nerd about your craft and you are consistent and intentional about where you're going, um, I have found that the money will come and you, mm-hmm. you wind up getting more of it than you even thought that, <laughs> that, that, that you would. And so much, so much of it is about what you said, the pain points. And it's one thing that I had to learn as a leader, professionally and personally, 
And I started, I now ask this question, two different questions that may be helpful for everyone listening. Mm. Um, When I first started off business-wise, I started with my menu. Okay. So I'm rattling off and you can speak for half an hour about what you do, but when you're not speaking about to their pain point, you're being annoying. Nobody wants to hear that. You're like, you're just dumping on information on them, you know? So now I, Hey, glad to connect with you. Awesome. I love to know what you like to get out of bringing someone like me in. Mm, Yes. And then we be quiet and listen now, because I do have an umbrella of things. I can pick and pull and customize. It sounds like either this would be great or this is what I would do. And now we go from there. So now I'm only speaking words that matter to you. Yes. Here's the other tip. And the order of this matters. And whether you're going to use this professionally at your job or within your home. And I call it a leader's idea. Okay. I have an idea that would I think would help with dot, 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 whatever that is. Mm-hmm like to know what you like about it and what you would fine tune or change the order of that. So whether it's, um, yeah, you know, I talked to my wife, Hey, I had an idea. I want to go on vacation. I think we would really like it. And I'm thinking here, I, what do you like about it? And is there anything you would fine tune? You would change about it. Great. So, you know, true story. A couple of months ago, I went to my wife and I said, you know, cause we have, you know, four kids and you know, a one-year-old. So, I said, I'm thinking about Ocean City because we're here on the East Coast. I said, Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, I said, what do you like about it? She's like, I like us being able to get a house or a condo. That'd be great. Uh, however, why don't we do New Jersey? Because I'd rather listen to a crying baby in the car for two hours as compared to three. And I said, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> so I went in with my idea, but I was able to remove my ego and invite hers in. Yes. Yes. Now, whether we're at work, hey, boss, or hey, employee, I have an idea. would love to know what you like about it. And if there's anything you would fine tune or change. So once we start getting that, what you like about it. And so I'm on a call with someone. Mm-hmm. What do you want to get out of bringing someone like me in? They share. I put something together. I send out a proposal. Hey, I would love to know what you like about it. And if there's anything you would fine tune or change about it. So by the time we do all of that, it's hard not to do something. Yeah. Now it's all about timing and budget. What, how are we going to work this out? Can we work it out? But either way, you're so impressed with what you have that either you can or you will later. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh, folks. For those of you listening, if you're not doing this, and of course, I tell you guys all the time, you need to be taking notes. When, you, when I, The folks I bring in here, you definitely need to be taking notes. And no truer words were said than of Andre right now. <clears throat> However rewind, listen to this again, and take really good notes. I realized if you're running or if you're in the car, you can't do that. But if you're watching this on YouTube, folks, stop, take some notes, because it's easy to pause. Mm -hmm. And what you just said there, Andre, I mean, first of all, folks, when he and I are done with this, I'm going to go back and watch this again. And I'm going to be writing that down because that one thing right there, I am going to start implementing. I've done kind of some versions of that, but the way you said it made more sense to me. And so I really feel like that's something I'm definitely going to be able to use. So folks, I highly encourage you to take hold of that because that's the kind of thing that allows us to, I'm going to use a, a key word here, empower. It mm-hmm. allows us to empower others, others we work with, 
or others we live with. That's huge. And speaking of that, Andre, because we talk so much about relationships on this podcast, mm-hmm. what are you doing right now? You already gave us one example. You just did. But what are some other things that you're doing at home to cultivate relationships and how do those impact your business? Um, wow. It's so interesting you asked that. What am I doing right now to cultivate my relationship, which then in turn helps my business? One word. Acceptance. Oh, Okay. Tell us more, please. What does that mean? It is the hardest thing that we have to do in any relationship. So um, for instance, I'll I'll start with my kids and then I'll lead to my wife, which is most significant here. Uh, My one son, he's 18 years old, so quiet. If I don't ask him a question, I don't think I ever hear his voice. (laughs) He's that quiet. So he's committed to a school and, you know, I had to accept that, you know, I get paid to communicate and speak. He doesn't, you know, he has a completely different personality than I do. And um, realistically, I was just like him when we, when when I was younger, I really didn't have a big sense of myself. I was very quiet. I stayed in the house a lot. Um, So I talk with him and ask him questions just because I want to know, are you quiet or do you not know yourself? Like, I just need to know Mm -hmm. me accepting him, not having to be like me. And one day I went to him and I said, I want to, I call it the get great question. I want to be a great dad to you. What do you need most from me right now? I teach this in companies. I teach it in relationships. And most of the time people are going to say, oh, just keep doing what you're doing. It's fine. That's a pacification. Don't accept that. And I said, so no, I really do want to know because we want to give them permission to tell us the truth. Sometimes, you know, you, they might not think quick on their feet. Sometimes they may not think that you can handle their truth. Maybe they got a pee or they're playing Fortnite and they don't even, you know, <laughs> you're annoying them. Right. So he said, well, dad, I need you to back off. And I said, Ooh, that goes so against who I am. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so I said, okay, son, what does that look like? Because I'm your dad and I don't choose to back off so much that I'm not your dad uh, and doing my responsibility. Um, what does that look like? And we talked about it. And I was able to accept him being quiet. And I was able to accept that he was getting things done. However, I wasn't seeing it. So sometimes he's on his phone and I think he's doing YouTube, but he's looking up colleges. Oh, okay. So I accept it. Now with my, uh, another example is my wife. My wife, she would laugh if she heard me saying this. My wife loves doing projects around the house. It has been there's always going to be a project. She swings a hammer like no other. Like where I'm sitting at right now, she built a cigar room for me. Now I have a green screen behind me if you're watching this. Wow. But it's a cigar room. She's built the bathroom. She's put the floors in. She, listen, and I realized it's never going to stop. Like she, I'm like, why are you painting that wall? It's just painted. It's fine. She needs to do that. Mm-hmm. that's her joy that's her peace just like this is mine i love what i do i like going to the gym i wouldn't want nobody <laughs> stopping me from doing that because i would have resentment so for a long time for years i resented her doing that and not sitting down next to me on the couch oh okay okay mm-hmm. so now you know i learned hey i really accept that this is how you are it's not going to change and if i'm choosing to be in this relationship then i gotta know this comes with it Here's some things I would like. How do we make this happen? Here's an idea that I have. Remember, leaders, and one of my rules, please accompany your problem with a suggested solution. Mm. 
I want to spend some more time with you. I know you like doing that. And we are completely opposite how we like spending our free time. I have an idea that I would like to start doing. What do you like about it and anything you change about it? And what I found was once I started accepting her doing that, she would wrap up sooner. And now by 1030 at night, she sit down and we can watch a show, relax, cuddle, do whatever. And my wife, because of how she is and who she is, I need to schedule time where we are going to do something outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Because if she's in the house, she's going to look at that project. When we're outside the house, it's me and her. We could go out to eat. We could go here. We could take a walk. And I have her to myself. So it was really, truly accepting that this is who and how, whomever it is in your life is. And when you choose to stay, you're choosing to accept all of this. So we got to stop complaining and start fixing. Mm. And we do it. You know, when I talk about my seven ways to love, you got to do love professionally and personally when you don't feel it. You got to do the right <laughs> thing when you don't feel that other person deserves it. Because whether you leave that job or that relationship, you don't want to leave their bitter or worse mm-hmm. a person. Absolutely. You know? So that, that was a big thing that I'm working on because the better my wife and I are, the more, um, the more I emotionally float into what I get to do around the world for leadership. Mm-hmm. I'll still do it great. However, my spirit feels better when my wife and I are clicking on all cylinders. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, you mentioned something earlier talking about uh, other people and whether you're, you know, you're staying in a job, you're leaving a job, that sort of thing. Um, kind of a, a rule of thumb, something that I live by. And this is across the board, any relationship, leave that person better than you found them. Mm, that's John. That's my expectation. When I talked about the leaders three, mm-hmm. my expectation is leaving organizations, leaders, employees, teams, the stranger I meet on the street yes. better than when I met them. Absolutely. That's my simple expectation in, in, in life and for life. I think when we do that, folks, what we do is we not only set ourselves up for success and betterment in our own lives, we allow other people sometimes for the first time in their entire lives to see that it's possible Mm -hmm. to do that. It's possible to have a positive impact on someone, even if you meet them for the first time and you never see them again. And so much of it is also one, a mixture of your, your personal leadership. Okay. The other is, you know, in the book, I talk about the leader seven. So in personal relationships, I cannot, you know, look, Gary Chapman wrote the five love languages. You're listening to this. When you get off, please. And this is an author telling you to go get some, another author's book. Okay. Oh, for sure. Get the abridged version. It will change your life. Now, my leader seven are the seven languages your people need to hear, want to hear and benefit most hearing from leadership. Okay. Mm. Uh, Because you know, one of the love languages is physical touch. Like I don't need my boss to rub my back and I'm a boss and I'm not touching anybody else. So, you know, some of those love languages don't apply to speaking their language. So it's not only doing great personal leadership. It's also now I've told my wife, Hey, that wall really came out great. You know, I I could care less about that wall. Like that wall was just fine. Like that, that wall would have been that way for the next 20 years I live in this house. However, my wife is recognition and affirmation. I need to know that. Okay. I need to know that. Um, so I speak it to her mm-hmm. um, because I don't want anybody else speaking it to her. Like I want other right. people to speak it to her, but I don't want the man speaking it to her. So I'm speaking to you. Um, professionally, maybe their language is goody time. 
Maybe it's incentives. Maybe it's knowledge and advancement. Maybe it is, you know, maybe it's respect. So I need to know what your top two are. And I'm always speaking, leading with your motivation most of the time. Absolutely. I'm leading with your motivation. And as leaders, we understand that personal leadership and then being, be willing to know how to speak all the languages and then diversify with who needs it most from you. For sure. Oh, Andre, you have shared so many great things today. And I would be remiss if I didn't provide you with a, an opportunity right now. So let me offer this. First of all, how can folks find you, connect with you? Um, one the simplest is my website. It's youevolvingnow.com. So Y-O-U, evolvingnow.com. Uh, you could go to evolving, you evolving now on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook. Uh, you could do Andre Young on Facebook. However, <laughs> me and Dr. Dre have the same name. So you put in Andre Young. I, I, I'm good at what I do, but you will overshadow that with that name. So uh, <laughs> you can go to You Evolving Now on Instagram. And I look forward to connecting. If you have a question, uh, a shout out, something, uh, I'm always big on uh, connecting. Do a Zoom call. Let's chat. And, you know, it's, uh, it's always about meeting great leaders out there in the world. For sure. Now, is there is there something you have going on right now, something you would like to promote or to share with folks? Do you have like a new course working on yeah. a new book, that sort of thing? How can um, we help build you up and your uh, your business? Wow, well, thank you. That's a, it's a great question and an opportunity to share. I have two big things that I'm working on. One, uh, about a year or so ago, I created um, something for organizations, which is the Evolve and Lead online training program. So of course I go in for five sessions or a two-day session to organizations. And I and I like you know book ending companies. So I'll do C-suite and middle management and your frontline people. Now mm -hmm. every time someone gets promoted um, or I leave, well now then what? Right. Mm -hmm. So this online program can now be embedded into your on uh, you know your onboarding process and it's pre-recorded. It's high, high, you know, I'm high energy all the time. It's interactive. You can watch it as a group. You can watch it by yourself and you can go right on my website and get that and boom, it's yours. You get it, you know, and re-up every year. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is I was contacted by a, a company based in the UK in England and they're called Elevate. So elevate.ac. So you want to look it up. There it is. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon, uh, I was asked to do a master's class. So a master class right. will come up. So it's an abbreviated version of the Evolve and Lead training program. And oh. this is why. This is why. The Evolve and Lead full course online training program, it's a lot there. Mm -hmm. you know, And it's going to come with a price. So not everybody, the person sitting on the couch, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, hey, I'm not a CEO. I'm, you know, all of that. And this would be great. But that's at a CEO's price and that price is fixed. And that's at an organizational's price and that price is fixed. Maybe you don't need all of those nuggets. Mm -hmm. And you could get an abridged version, just like there's abridged version books, and it's way more affordable for you. Mm -hmm. Now, we can still reach out and do services and all of that. But you could go there and it'd be uh, it'd be great. And the production team was just so awesome. And mm -hmm. so I'm super excited for that to come out. So you could go to youevolvingnow.com and there's a bunch of free videos there. My services are there. My books are all there. You can go to amazon.com to get my books. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to Elevate AC pretty soon, depending on when you're watching this. And mm -hmm. there's so many leaders there from every field 
and you mm. sign up with Elevate and you could get some of these things. You could do a little bit more. You could do a little bit more. So depending on where you are mm-hmm. as an organization, as a person, I wanted to be able to create a, create a toolbox, an arsenal, so to speak, that everybody can get something that they need. I didn't want to exclude anyone. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, before we get to our final four, uh, is one other thing I want to do. So I wanted to make sure folks listened all the way through this to get to this part. So folks, if you've liked what you've heard from Andre, and I can't imagine you haven't found at least one thing that you've liked that he said that you can actually implement in your own life, in your business, that sort of thing. If you would love to get a signed copy of Andre's book. Now, he didn't know I was going to do this ahead of time. (laughs) Here's what you got to do. On social media, specifically, I'm thinking Instagram. This is what I want you to do. You need to, as you're listening to this on your phone, you need to take a picture of you doing it. Mm. You got to be able to post it on Instagram. You have to tag Andre and you have to tag me both on there. First person to do that is going to get a signed copy of Andre's book on me. I will pay for that. I'll make sure it's all covered to get to you. Uh, once that comes through, I'll make the connection for you with Andre. We'll make sure it gets sent to the right person, that sort of thing. So I'm throwing that out there. Whoever wants it, come and get it. Mm. All right, Andre, now we're going to get into our final four. There's four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Are you Let's ready? Do Let's All right. do it. First question is, why did God create Andre? To impact, to influence, and uh, to connect. I love it, man. Succinct to the point. Sweet. All right. Question number two. What are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Mm. Um, it's a book by Wynn Clayball, um, and we connected. He's the, uh, the owner uh, of Paul Mitchell Schools, so the oh. Paul Mitchell hair product, and we yeah, both have yeah. bald heads. It's funny that... Uh, <laughs> you got the beard still, though. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we connected and become really good friends. Um, you know, he has my book. I send him his book. You know, we're doing each other's shows and doing some work together. And it's called, um, you know, forgive my title, Win Clayball, and it's called... Um, uh, having fun and I'm, I'm, the title is slipping me and it's all about having fun and um, creating fun at work and in our professional lives. And well, I'm sorry, it's called about uh, be nice. That's what it's called. Um, be nice. It's not about having fun. It's called, it's about being nice at work and in our professional lives and the benefits it has for us and for people. And it's, it's, a, it's very much written like my book. And that's, I think why we have such a synergy uh, and that's really, really good. I, I also just finished um, uh, Jamie Roots. He's the president of the Houston Texans. Uh, really great guy. We've developed a relationship and he has a, um, it's called the winning game plan. I, I just finished that about a month ago. And that was really, really good, especially with the experiences he's had at the level that he's had it, uh, you know, in the Houston Texans organizations and mm-hmm. the sports teams. All right. See, I'm writing these down so I don't forget. Because I've, I've, you Listeners, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a book person all the way. I read constantly. When I buy books, I always buy a minimum of two copies, one for me and one to give away. That's, That's just awesome. how I am. All right. So question number three. Now, this can apply to you personally as well as within your family. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Uh, for my family, I love going out to dinner together. Um, and especially now that the weather's going nice and we can sit outside uh, it's an opportunity, it's something powerful as a parent 
when you have all of your kids, because my kids range from 21 to one years old. So I have a 21, yeah. 18, 13 and one. And to get all of your kids and as a family to sit down all together with no phones, such a joy. That That's fun for me. Yeah. Um, I also, um, I like traveling and seeing new places. And then the other thing, I love cigars. So a cigar and a drink, I have never had a bad time with a cigar and a drink in my hand. Now I don't do it every day, dang on it when it happens. And, and I know I need it. It's, it's, uh, I've never had a bad time for that hour. Okay. All right. Good to know. And lastly, what are you most grateful for? Whew. Opportunity. Okay. Um, you know, life, you know, every day that I wake up and that could sound uh, like generic, maybe every day that I wake up, I wake up and <laughs> my wife laughs before I wake up and I'm getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, Let's be great and have some fun today. I text my kids, be great and have fun today. You know, um, because it'd be a shame to be great and then not have fun doing it. So I used to say be great. (laughs) And now, you know, be great and have some fun. And when my feet hit the ground, the first, my first thought is, what would a win be for me today? What's a win today? Mm -hmm. Because we wake up and just get going. We get busy being busy and we forget to be better. What's the win? Mm -hmm. And whatever your win is. So I'm grateful for the opportunity every day to wake up and do that. Be great, have fun and win. Mm. It's amazing. And every night that I go to bed, because I book in my day, I call it five points of the day. But the bookend of that is when I go to bed at night. I do this five days a week, not seven. You could do it seven. When I close my eyes, I say, what was my biggest accomplishment of the day? Mm. Having an answer to that question allows you to have won the day instead of the day consistently kicking your butt. And that becomes addictive. So I'm great, most grateful for the opportunity to be alive, the opportunity to be great, uh, have fun, and win. Love it. Love it, Andre. Oh, Andre, thank you so much for your time today. It really has. It's been a joy to spend time with you. It, it always is, actually. I mean, I'm, uh, folks, I've... I will put a, a link in there as well to my interview on Andre's podcast. And Andre, tell everybody the name of your podcast. You Evolving Now. I keep it simple and sweet. <laughs> you right. Evolving well, Now. Being consistent with our brand and message here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys need to check that out because he talks an awful lot about leadership. He talks with some fantastic, great people that he chooses to bring on an interview. Um, so I highly recommend checking out his podcast. We'll put a link in the show notes for your podcast as well, Andre. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We are better because we spent time with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And you guys listening, uh, I'm glad you listened. I implore you to take a nugget or two and do something about it with intention and consistency. And I'm so happy to see where you go. Again, thanks again, Andre, for being here. Uh, Viewers and listeners, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.